This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. I just wanted to share my experience with dating so far, um, especially my two serious relationships that I've had and just kind of the way they turned out. Um, not great, spoiler alert, but... <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on to talk about that. I know it can be disappointing and confusing and frustrating when things don't go the way we want, but I know in your particular cases, these two situations involve infidelity, which is incredibly difficult to overcome as somebody who has also experienced it. So I just am really grateful that you're willing to be here and and open up about what you've been through. So thank you. No, of course. I mean, if my story, honestly, if it can just help anyone prevent, you know, even getting into a situation like this, you know, recognizing the early signs or, you know, whatever that may look like for other people. I just, I don't want anyone to go through a tenth of what I went through, uh, of what I went through. So, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Before (laughs) we get into it, just based on what you just said, do you think that there were early signs in these situations that you looked over, just you saw them, but you're like, nah, let it slide? Yeah, yeah. They were different for um, each relationship, I think. Um, some were the same, some were different. But um, I think in both, I was just so insecure about myself um, that I just wanted to kind of put in 100% for the other person as well I think that was like something I you know when you're young and you just want to come you're like the person's not sure but you're like I can convince them 
You know, I yep. can save them. I can convince them. I can, you I know, can they didn't want a serious them. relationship, but they didn't want one because they haven't met me yet. You know, they exactly. <laughs> and and so, what, even though they have met you, it's like, well, they don't know me well enough yet to exactly, know that they want to be with know, me forever. I'm going to yep. be the exception to the rule, you know been there okay (laughs) let's get into this first relationship take me back to when you met this person where you were at in your life and how this unfolded yeah so um he so I was 18 so I was just like fresh out of like high school um it was my first year of uni like I think it was like the first couple months um it's been a while so bear with me (laughs) but um and also I feel like my brain removed a lot of it from like, I just, it just made me forget like some things just come back to me even now. Um, Cause it's been quite traumatic. So my brain just kind of def- to defend itself, I guess it just, it's crazy how they blanks. do that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so it was my first year of uni. I, this person, this guy was um, quite a bit older than me, um, but we were kind of at the same stage in life. So he was also, just starting or he was in his doing his master's and I was doing my bachelor's so but we like lived on the same floor at like student halls so it was quite like a convenient thing we're both from the same country so like bonded over that we would like have meals together and like we started off as as friends um just like kind of met casually like outside and just started talking and so um we started hanging out and then after a couple of months that um, we hooked up basically. And so that kind of became more of a, a thing. Um, was it but, intimidating at all to you from the start that he was like six years older? Cause at you're 18, like that is a relatively young yeah. age to be dating somebody in their mid to late twenties. Yeah. He was actually eight years older than me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been a big difference. Um, no, that's okay. But yeah, so he, um, no, it wasn't actually, I think because, I just I was so sure and so confident and so like I don't know and I feel like it's because we were at the same stage in life like he like me was not working at the time so it just made sense like I wasn't really thinking about it I found out Mm -hmm. later that it was an issue for him more than it was for me which again one of the signs that you know that was not good for us to be together um because he just made me really, really self-conscious about my age, which is one of the very few things I can't do anything about, you know? Right. Exactly. That. You <laughs> so can change a lot of things for somebody, which, A, you shouldn't you have shouldn't, to, but there uh, are you know. so many things that are completely out of your control. Exactly. And age is one of them, right? I can't decide, you know, when I'm, what, what my age is. So um, the, that should have already been you know, kind of a a sign in my head to just to be like, this guy does not like me for who I am. Cause he doesn't, you know, at what point did he bring that up that the age difference was an issue? So he didn't actually, there were things that he kind of showed. So for the first, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say six months of our, so we were, we were together for um, over two years, just over two years, but for, for the first four or five months, he like, it was completely in secret. So not even his friends knew that, that like we were dating. Um, we would kind of meet like after everyone was like gone home. Like um, it was just very private. And he, he just said he wanted to like keep it to ourselves because other, other people ruin things. That's, that was his excuse. And I was, I was young. I was stupid. I really liked him. So I was like, you know what? Sure. That's that. I'm sure that's the reason why. Public service announcement right here. (laughs) If anybody tries to ever keep you a secret, no matter what the reason is, run. You are going to get so hurt. And you deserve so, so, so much much better than that. So much more. There is no, never. I don't think there's ever a good enough reason for, to keep someone a secret that you, someone no. you care about a secret. Right. Um, but then let me tell you why. <laughs> so yeah, that was it for the first few months. I could like really, I started getting really, really anxious. I just didn't understand. So at some point, uh, four months in, I think one of my friends, my, my guy friends um, was coming to see me. He was going to stay with me in my room um, which his girlfriend was fine with, I was fine with, I, but I was, I felt the need cause it was, it's, 
you know, we, we had been seeing each other for four months at that point. So I felt the need to kind of talk to him about it and see if he was okay with that, you know, cause he was going to sleep in the same room as me. Um, and so I did. And he was like, well, you should feel free to like sleep with wh- whoever you want. Like I shouldn't be dictating who you're seeing. And I was like, to me, that was like a shock. So right. you're like, yeah. wait, but I thought we're I doing thought we this. Were a, yeah. So even though thing. we're like a secret, but like, you know, I was like, okay, but if I slept with someone else, would that make you, how would that make you feel? And he's like, well, I wouldn't like it, but I'm not going to tell you not to do it. And I was like, okay, well, do you want to see other people? And he said, no. And so I said, okay, well, if you don't want to see other people and I don't want to see other people, then what are we doing? Like, why are we not? Yeah, that's so confusing that he would bring that up, even though he doesn't want that. Exactly. Exactly. But he's just like, he was trying to tell me like, and now I know, but at the time it was just so confusing because that's what he did. He was just very kind of vague, manipulative, like confusing he would he would just say, well, why can we just enjoy each other's company now and then not think about what happens afterwards? And he was like, I'm just not ready to commit to you right now. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, in my head, I was like, I'm, he, he will eventually. Like, I'm going to do everything in my power to convince him. Bad idea, bad idea. <laughs> At this point, though you were keeping it a secret, were you t- like telling your friends what was going on? So, no. I mean, I was telling one friend who was just as confused as I was, because then she obviously yeah. only had my version of the story. Right. Um, but then I was kind of ashamed to tell anyone else. Um, and that, again, another sign. Um, but then I went home for Christmas and I told my mom. I was like, no, because I, I, I was like, let me see if this is normal. I was like, no, we're like, like we're not exclusive. Like, we're seeing other people as well. Like... And my mom was like, okay, well, is that what you want? Because she was like, she was trying to understand if this was like a polyamory thing or if this right. was like a, he's just not a good guy thing, kind of. If, I, I hope I'm making sense. Um, yeah. So my mom was like, well, is that what you want? And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. But my mom was like, that's not, you know, if you want a monogamous relationship, that's not, that's not a good sign for you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's good to know. But then I was like, oh, it's my mom. What does she know? Like, she doesn't know how we feel about each other, you know? Because um, we, like, we were seeing each other every night. Like, I had stuff over at his place. He had stuff over at my place. Like, we were sleeping together every day. Like, we were a full-on, like, couple. We we had a full-on relationship. I think it's so incredibly confusing and painful when you're in that situation where, you are seeing each other yeah. every day. You are having those deep conversations. You are, when you are together, you are acting like you're a couple. Every yeah. single thing about you, like if you were to give those facts to somebody, it screams two people in a relationship. And then you're hit with this, well, we're not in a relationship. And it's like, well, what the fuck have we been doing this whole time? In what world is this not a relationship? Exactly. I'm like, okay, well, give me your definition of relation. I should have said that. I didn't say that. I was like, okay, I'm going to change your mind. Um, I didn't say that to him. I was like, okay, fine. So I started getting like really, really bad anxiety. Cause then to me at that point, it was like, okay, well, he's out somewhere with other people. And he's like, not replying to my text or like I haven't seen him tonight that means he's with someone else right or he, I wish I knew he, you I wish I knew you a few like I five know. years ago when this happened to me yeah. oh my God, everything you're saying I'm like jumping out of my skin continue I know no honestly like I wish I I honestly I wish I could go back in time and shake myself out of it so badly um because every time and then like every time he went out or every text that went like unanswered or like Uh, it was like broke my heart so I started getting like heavily like depressed so I wouldn't get out so he went um he went on a trip he took a solo quote-unquote solo trip to um another country he went for three weeks um he just went traveling and um during the like those three weeks like there were like the worst of my life at that point I was just exhausted I would like stay up all night and then sleep all day because then I was like if I sleep during the day like the days will go quicker yeah 
I was just so unhappy. I started getting like physical like symptoms of like anxiety and stress. Like I was just not happy. Um, <laughs> during those, like, I think it was like the second week that he was away. He like told me that he had like um, yeast infection. And okay. I was like, well... I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> so that means, you know, I was like, okay, well, I was, I don't know how I didn't, I, you know, I just, if I think back, I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking that that was okay? Why, why, what made me go, well, that's okay. That's fine. I'm going to move on from that. How, how? I don't know. To this day, I can't tell you. If you had to take a guess. I think it was just, I was madly in love with him at this point. I was just madly in love. And it was like, well, I'm agreeing to these terms. So now I can, in good, in good conscience, I can't just go and tell him that this is not okay. Because then he's, and and if I do, then he's going to end the relationship. And that's the and, last thing you want. And that's the last thing. I can't, I can't lose him. And so I was like, I'm going to stay in this like really toxic, whatever it is, because it's not a relationship. So whatever it is, like, yeah, anyway, but this is like, I'm still good at this point. Like, this is piece of cake. Like, this is a catwalk. So um, I, uh, so fast forward, he comes back, he's back for a week, business as usual. And then he goes on another holiday to Budapest. Um to this day, I haven't stepped foot in that city. Like, I'm never going there. Like, nothing, like, I just, it's, it's just, just like so in your mind. Yeah. Honestly, to me. Um, anyway, so, and he comes back and then he's a bit cold for like a few days and then back to normal. Like, we're fine. And then it's fast forward to like April. Nothing happens until April. I just keep like my mental health, like, keeps like, de um, de like deteriorating. Like, I just, I feel so bad. I just want him to commit. I just want him to like be my boyfriend. That's all I wanted. And then in April, I have another conversation with him. And I say, you know, I really want you to like be my boy. Like I want us to be able to like go on a date and not you not being like looking around or like ashamed of me or like, you know, because we at this point, we've never been on a date before. We've wow. only ever hung out in the in his apartment or my apartment you know, because he doesn't want to be seen with me. So I was like, I just want us to be a normal couple. He's like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that with you. Okay. Nobody and can see me. My eyes are just like wide. <laughs> I'm like in shock, but not in shock at the same time. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin-D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin-D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin-D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across, and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I know. It was just, okay. So at this point, I'm like, I've done everything I can. I just, I don't know. I need a break. So I book a ticket. I go home to, to see my family. I just need it. I just need it to get out of there for a little bit. Um... <clears throat> and um, funny enough how, how life works. I meet a guy on the plane home and I'm very social. So I talk to everybody. I meet a guy, we hit it off um, and uh, we exchange social media. And then I go home and I feel so guilty about like giving this guy my Instagram. And I'm like, why am I feeling guilty? Like I'm not in a relationship. Like we made that, he made that very, very clear that he's not my boyfriend. So why am I feeling bad about this? Right. And so I was like, okay, so this guy messages me, we start talking, he's really nice, like, very lovely, like, he asked me out. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's go out. He lives wow. in another, he's, lives in another country. So he lives where I'm from. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's go, let's go out. Why not? We go three times in like three days. He like, he's so nice. He takes me like to a really nice restaurant, like to to the beach like we just he's has no problem he holds my hand at some point I was like what the hell are you doing there's people around god have some decency he's like this is normal I was like okay well this is how I want to be treated like this is what it's supposed to be like he introduces me to his friends he kisses me in front of his friends 
I was like, this is madness. What is this man doing? You know? I'm scared because I know that there's another year in your story with yeah. this yeah. original guy. Yeah, yeah. Because then I was like, okay, well, this is what a relationship is supp- supposed to feel like. This And this guy's like telling me like that we can do long distance like we can like still see each other he he then books a ticket I'm there for two weeks um he books a ticket to um come see me where I live um in like a couple another couple weeks time so I'm like okay well I go home and I talk to my quote-unquote not boyfriend at the time and I say look like I just want to be really honest with you like this is not working for me anymore like I want to be your girlfriend. You clearly don't want that. I found someone that can give me what I want and what I deserve. And I think, and I'm, you know, I don't think we should see each other anymore. He looks at me and goes, what do you mean you're not my girlfriend? What? (laughs) I was like, yeah. What in the world? Oh my God. Okay. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're not my girlfriend? I was like, you've said that for months it's been like at this point I think god I'm freaking out <laughs> yeah he's like I I don't know what you're saying that stop I he honestly made me question my sanity and that's what he did every time that's what every argument we had everything he was like I don't know what you're talking about I was like you've never like Met, I, we talked about this many times so he's like of course you're my girlfriend like what do you think we're doing here it's like that's what I've been asking you for months <laughs> he's like of course you might like he made me feel so 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 bad but anyway I, try, I stick to my guns and I break up with him he like does ev- he plays all his cards he's like I don't know why you're doing this to me like I don't know what I've done to deserve this like I I'm heartbroken like I love you. I, you know, I don't know. First time he said that to me, by the way, I don't know how, I don't know how to move on from this. And I was like, I was never your girl. Like you, your parents don't even know your friends don't even know I exist. Like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, so we break up. I I'm crying at this point. I'm crying so hard that I throw up. Oh my God. I mean, but good for you. Good for you for fighting back and for pushing back and being like, what do you mean? (laughs) Because, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I know. And I should have just ended it there. And I, and I thought I did. Yeah. And I thought I did. And so I, you know, start dating this other guy. He comes see me. And then I, I don't know. I just, I was obviously really hung up on the first guy so I just break it off with this break it off with the second guy because I just didn't think it was fair to him either um to be in a relationship with me when I wasn't in it like I didn't want to be that person so and then I see the first guy again because we obviously lived like really close to each other and um he says oh I've told like my dad about you like I've told that we broke up and I was like it took me breaking up with you for you to tell people about me like how is that fair yeah anyway so he just talks me into he begs me at this point he's begging me to get back together he's like I I don't I don't know what to do without you like I've been lost without you for this past like couple few weeks like I need you back like please please give me another chance and so it was like okay well it just has to be the two of us though like I cannot I cannot think about you being being with other people like if we are gonna do this we're gonna do this right were these conversations happening in person, on the phone, in person, over text? In, in person. person. No, everything was in person. Um, and uh, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so I was like, okay. So I go home for another like holiday that I had. Because at this point, like the school year is finished. So I, I went back home and I was like, oh, like we're going to see each other like once or twice a month and until I move back. And um, three days later, he breaks up with me what over the phone yeah he calls me he's like I can't do this anymore I what yeah I need I need my space like I I can't trust you I can't trust you because yeah I can't trust you because you went with this other guy and I just can't trust you and so I have to break up with you 
Oh my God. Okay. What did you say? I, I was crying. I was desperate. I was, I honestly, I was desperate. And then at that point I told my mom everything and, um, and yes, I mean, she picked up the pieces and, uh, we kind of, we didn't see each other for two months, didn't speak at all. Um, and then I moved back for my second year at this point in September, August, September, and, um, he's there as well. And, um, long story short, we end up having dinner or we end up having coffee and then having dinner and then I'm back in the cycle. But then, so after a couple of weeks, he helped me move to another place and the receptionist was like, oh, like your boyfriend can help you with the suitcases. And he, he looks at, at him and is like, no, I'm not his, I'm not, I'm not the boyfriend. So when we go up to my place, then I'm like, okay, well, this is not happening. Like you're either in or out, like you're either yeah. my boyfriend or like nothing, or you're, we're going to stop seeing each other. Cause I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. And so he's like, well, I can't trust you though. Cause you've, he kept like bringing up the trust thing. And, and, and the part that pisses me off is that it's your fault when yeah. it was not. No, I know. None of it was. No, like, I know. I know. And, but at that point, I'm just so, I don't know what my head, where my head was, but I just, I just couldn't let it go. I had, at this point, I'm like, I've, you know, I'm here. I have to convince him. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm once like, you fought for something, an amount, you're like, well, I'm not going to just going to give up now. I'm going to, like, I'm going to do whatever I can. Like, I'm going to fight as hard as I need to. Exactly. Cause I, I feel like I was like, I'm so close to actually getting what I want. Um, and so we talked for hours. I was like, I, I was pleading my case. I was like, no, like, you know, you can trust me. Like I only did that because, you know, we weren't together. Uh, you know, of course now I'm never do this. Like, you know, me, blah, blah, blah. And then I never questioned him once. And so anyway, so he ends up like, he's like, okay, fine. Yes, we can be in a relationship. We can be together. Like, as if he was doing me a favor, right? Mm -hmm. At this point, I'm the happiest person on earth. Like, I think I was walking on cloud nine for weeks after that. I was just so happy. I finally, after a year of fighting, I got what I wanted. I got the guy, you know, so happy. And um, yeah, well, that didn't last very long. Um, Because then I... We were out to dinner and he, I don't remember how this happened, but he was showing me something on his phone um, or like a, 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 pro, a memory or something. And a memory came up with, um, of his like Budapest trip. Remember I said, he went with his ex-girlfriend to Budapest and didn't tell me oh and made God. me feel horrible. He made me feel, feel horrible about, you know, meeting another guy whilst the reason why he couldn't commit to me for a year was because he was still kind of with his ex-girlfriend. Oh my God. And it's not just like, oh, he met someone random out no. at a bar, like on his trip and had a little fling. It's his ex-girlfriend. It was a planned thing. And he looked me before he went, he looked me dead in the eyes and said, I'm going on my own. Like, I remember this. Heartbreaking. I remember this like it was yesterday. Like, I can, if I close my eyes, I can still see his face when he says that. My friend was there too, actually. She was like, Yeah, he, he, like, I remember this. Like, he was, you know, because you're you're not delusional, actually. He made me feel like I was completely insane. He just made me question everything because he would just say, No, that never happened. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? And then he would like flip it on me. He'd be like, you don't trust me. You're a horrible person because, you, you know, you don't believe me when I tell you things. And this was like at a time where I know like gaslighting and manipulation and stuff are such buzzwords now that like we hear yeah. all the time. But this was during a time where we didn't like have no. the language or the information that we I needed. No or, idea. Or we didn't know. 
I had no idea that this was happening or I knew something was, I felt confused. I just knew I felt confused. And every fight we had after that, it was like, I ended up apologizing to him always, always, always. Um, so yeah, so that, to that, we just like, okay, he, he was like, okay, fair enough. I, you know, we both, he was like, we both did horrible things. Um, but we can move on now that, you know, and I was like, okay, let's move on. Like clean slate, like let's start this relationship. Okay. Like let's, let's be okay again, you know? Okay, cool. So, you know, he starts working or he starts looking for a job. I, I have, I, um, start um my job as a waitress uh, for a hotel and I was working like really long hours I was um doing early mornings so I was up every day 4 a.m um going to work and then I was going to to class after work and then if when I had class and if not I had I was going back to his place because he wouldn't stay at my place um so that was my life basically until um then COVID hit and um and then I went home and we were separated for three months, um, three months of which we would like FaceTime every day and everything was fine. Cause he wouldn't, you know, at this point I don't trust him at all. Cause you know, he lies yeah. to me all the time, but it's like, he's in the house. Like he's not seeing anyone. Right. So that's fine. With that, what you just said, like, I, I at this point, I don't trust him at all mm. with that lack of trust. What made you want to keep going? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think it was because of, of everything that I put myself through to get there. Well, first of all, I really, I, I don't think it was, I loved him so much, but it was a sick love. If you know what I mean? It was like, I don't know. I just, I was just so, I, I, I thought he was it for me. You know, I thought he was, cause we had good days and we had amazing times and and we were really happy f- sometimes <laughs> yeah but th- so the highs were very high high but the lows were very low yeah you know and, and somewhere along the way the high highs are what you think of you don't even yeah. when in your lowest moments all you're thinking about is those highs exactly my only only objective was I need to keep him no yeah. matter what, no matter what happens. And I was also very, he made me feel very insecure about myself. So both like, even like physically. So even about my, like my appearance. So he would just, <laughs> we, so I was working at the time. He didn't have a job. And so I was like, for Christmas, I got him a uh, trip. I got us a trip to, um, we went to Vienna for three days and I paid for everything, flights, hotels, like everything. And we were there and it was like a romantic, like getaway. Like I was, um, and I remember this, I, I was butt naked just out of the shower, like drying myself off, get, getting dressed. I don't remember what I was doing. He looks at me up and down and goes, honey, we should really hit the gym when we get back. Oh my God. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. Your, your butt is just, <gasps> has just given up. I was like, okay. Stop. No, I, I swear to God. I mean, I believe you, but <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm telling you, this is not even the worst. I'm getting to it. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating, or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment, and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So anyway, so then COVID happened and um, 
we are FaceTiming every day, like just like everyone. We didn't know what was going on. Like we were just kind of stressed, anxious, blah, 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 like about our families and everything. So and where we're from, like it was the lockdown was very, very strict. So we couldn't even like go outside for a walk or mm-hmm. for like three months. So from March until um, I think it was June 3rd that they opened up, um, they, they allowed us to fly out again. So as soon as they say that, as soon as they announce, I book my flight, I go see him. He picks me up at the airport. We're all good. I get his phone because he's like, oh, like, can you please like message my mom that we're like almost there? Oh, no. First thing I see, he called his ex-girlfriend a bunch of times in the like days leading up to it. And like my heart just shatters. Um, but again, I don't know what was going on with me. I just didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to ruin the moment. Like I was, I was there. I was like in, uh, I was at his house in yeah. his car with his family. I just didn't feel like I had the right to say something. Um, wrong. Always advocate for yourself. Like always show up for yourself. Like don't let the circumstances like there's always a solution for everything like I should have just turned around and left yeah but I didn't so I got in the car called his mom (laughs) and uh, I was there for on and off for three months so wow yeah so I would go see my family like every like three weeks so one about once a month um but we were practically like living together um yeah, next door to like his parents' place. Um, they had another that they just like gave us because there were no tourists um, that would like rent it out. Um, so we were just staying there. And so for three weeks, it's all good. We like meet all his friends for the first time after a year and a half. Um, his friends had no idea I existed until I got there. Yeah. So that was quite intense as well. But I just chose to kind of move on from it and not think about it. Just focus on the good. Like he would like show me around. He was really loving and really sweet. And so I just went to enjoy my time with him since we've, we had been apart for three months. And then three weeks after I go home for a week to see my family. When I get back, his mom had done his laundry and also like, no, why but anyway red flag but okay I'm all for it that works for me (laughs) she can do mine while she's happy I know but then and she thought she had because then she hands me a pair of underwear (gasps) no yeah and she's like no 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 she hands me a pair of I've been gone for a week she hands me a pair of underwear. She's like, oh, like this, these like were in, in like his load, like by mistake, like here. Oh my God. The honest, I didn't know. I, I, I think I froze for like five seconds. I, I just, I was just numb. I just didn't know what to do. I have this like stranger's pair of underwear in my hand and I'm looking at her, at his mom and I, I just, I have, I have no words. She's like, are you, Do you think okay? She knew based on your reaction. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And I, I think, and in, in hindsight, I think she was trying to tell me because his whole family knew. Wow. And I think that was wow. her way of kind of telling me. Yeah. Oh my God. She has, and I say, oh, thank you. Cause I didn't want to say anything to her. Right. So then I go see him and I'm like, your mom just gave me these, but they're not mine. He's like, of course they're yours. I'm like, no, I think I would know. We know our own. (laughs) I think I would know if I had a, you know, a pair of underwear. I think I would know that they were mine. And he's like, no, of course. Who else, you know, would leave there? And I was like, that's what I'd love to know from you. You know, that's what I would love to know who, who's, who's they are. Like, I don't know. And he starts yelling at me. He's like, what do you want from me? Like, I have no idea. Like, you're crazy. Um, He's like, starts getting like really, really frustrated. And he like grabs them from me and goes upstairs and asks, and he's like, I'm just going to go ask my mom. So he goes upstairs and I'm like waiting. I don't know what to do. So then, and at this point, we're waiting for one of his friends to pick us up. So I go out. 
So his friends, his friends are there, like they they're by the door. So I go outside and I'm basically like going up to go get him because his friends are here. And he's like, were you listening? Were you like eavesdropping on me and my mom talking? And I was like, no, I was just coming to get you. And he's like, starts yelling at me. He's like, I don't even want to see you right now. You disgust me. Like, why wouldn't you trust me? I said I was going to go find out. Like, why, why would you not just let me do that? Like, he, he like flipped it on me once again, even this. Which is so crazy. Well, also knowing that you had seen the phone calls with his ex, like of fucking course you don't yeah. trust him and you have every reason to not trust him. And he knows that, but he's still making you feel crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the phone calls. I also forgot to mention, I had seen a few text messages as well of like him telling her that I, that he could like hang out with her, um, like go get coffee or whatever when I right. left basically. Um, so yeah, that was not great. So, um, at this point I, I'm just so confused and I'm like, you're right. Like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm sorry you felt that way. Like I obviously, I mean, I wasn't listening. Like I was trying to make excuses for myself and he just kind of flipped it on me. I ended up apologizing to him. He leaves, he leaves me in the house, goes out with his friends slams the door what are, you, what are you doing when you're there just nothing just hanging out in the house just waiting for him um at this point I'm crying my eyes out like I'm just I'm, I'm sure just desperate I'm just desperate because I'm like I don't know what I did wrong you know I don't know what I did wrong and then you know so that was the first real sign that he was very much cheating on me I have to give a shout out to his mom. Yeah. Because I totally agree with you. Like that probably was her way of yeah. not getting involved, but trying to be like, girl, yeah. like yeah. my son sucks. And yeah. Cause she really, get- really, and I really liked <laughs> yeah. her. She really liked me. So I think that was uh, like, she, it was just her way of like reaching out. She was probably so conflicted on what to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And then, so this point is end of June. And then I'm there for a little while and then I go back home and then I I come back for um, his brother's wedding in August. Guess who was there? Guess who was at the wedding? The ex-girlfriend. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, she was there. His whole family was there. They all knew. She was there. It was um, very, very awkward. I, um... I didn't know that she was going to be there, by the way. I just saw her when I got off, I got out of the car and I saw her and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So I'm surprised that he invited you to the wedding. His parents knowing, invited me. Did he know that you were invited? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I Maybe he didn't, I don't know, but maybe he didn't know that like she was going to be there. Well, at this point, are you still together or are you quote unquote broken up? No, we're together. We never broke up. Yeah. So we're together. So I don't, yeah. I think maybe he didn't know until like the last minute that she was going to be there. I don't know. Because then she wasn't invited. Her parents were invited. And then they invited her, basically. I mean, it was fine because it's like, it's a very small town. So everyone knows each other. So it's not a big deal. Right. But then, so she was there anyway. So she was there. And um, during the, like, it was a church ceremony so like it was that was fine and then after the service we go like get some food like we go to the reception and at the reception they're showing like a video of like the couple like how they met like like you know I don't know if they do it at weddings where like in the U.S. but they do it where I'm from they have like a short like recap videos with like pictures and stuff and it's really sweet he gets up and goes to her and like they were talking through like the video. It was like a 10 minute video and they're talking and talking and talking. And so I don't say anything, but his cousin like saw that I was really uncomfortable. So he goes up and tells him off. Basically, he's like, what the hell are you doing? Like your girlfriend sitting right over there. Like, what is wrong with you? Nothing. No reaction. The cousin comes back. Another, I don't know if it was a friend or a family friend or another relative goes up 
and talks to him again and is like, same thing, nothing, no reaction. He comes back after a while. And then um, we all like get up and like start dancing. He starts dancing with her. Oh my God. Poor you having to watch that. I just wanted, I just wanted the earth to open up and like swallow me. I just didn't, I wanted to be anywhere else in the world, but there. And like, and you know how I know the whole family. Well, I mean, it was obvious that like they, right. they weren't even trying to hide it at this point. Right. But then they're, they're just like, dude, go be less obvious and like not here. Yeah, exactly. But then I'm like, at this point, I can't take it anymore. I'm walking away. I was like, I'm just going to go get a drink at the bar. And so I'm walking away and one of his cousins like stops me and she looks at me and she goes, some people never quit, huh? whoa and I was like yep yep wow and so um so yeah so that was a wedding (laughs) that was a wedding and then they just kind of hang out the whole time I was just kind of there sometimes he hangs up with me sometimes he goes to her like it was kind of 50 50 really and then he like he decides that it's time to go so we go we get in the car when we get home, I, um, I, I decide to confront him about it. Cause like, that's not okay. Like I was like, what is going on? Like, did you think, how did you think that was okay? He's like, I was like, Shh, you know, that's, that's not normal. She's your ex-girlfriend yeah. of three years. And you've been with her for the first year that you were with me. How do you expect me to be okay with this? You know, it's not yeah. that like you've been broken up for a long time and like, you know, your friends, cause I, you know, it's not that they can't talk to each other. It's just like boundaries, you know, it's not like they're seeing each other at their 10 year high school reunion and catching yeah. up and or even just like time. around, like, you know, and say, yeah. you, you're allowed to say hi, you don't have to ignore each other. But like, yeah. that was a bit much. And he looks at me, he goes, she's not like that. She, he starts offending her. She's not trying to steal me away or anything. Like, you were there. Like, why would I bring you to a wedding? I was like, I don't know. Why would you bring me to a wedding? Great fucking question, buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess, I guess that makes sense. He was like, you are right there. Like, do you not think if I wanted to hide it, if I wanted to like do something dodgy, like, do you not think I would have just not invited you? So that's his excuse. He's like, oh, well, I'm mm-hmm. doing it right in front of you. And yeah. so you can see that like, we're not actually like physically making out or doing yeah. anything else. Yeah. He probably thought I was like the dumbest person alive because then I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. That like, that makes sense. That logically makes sense. Right. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> so anyway, um, anyway, I, I, this, that, that was my breaking point. Um, that was just, I was, yeah, I went back I moved back to like for my final year of uni and we were together for three months after that um still yeah so we broke up in like December yeah so four months three four months yeah we broke up yeah I just found the courage basically to like break break up with him he didn't make it easy on me for months he kept like pestering me and telling me that he wanted to go back together with me and like calling me. I just, I just, I just couldn't do it. Like the manipulation, the gaslighting, the, the cheating, the just everything. It was just too much. How did it feel once you finally broke it off? Honestly, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I, cause you know, I, I've been talking about the bad things and how I was crying every day and, you know, but we had really, really good moments. We were talking about getting a house. We were talking about kids. We were talking about like, he was it for me. Right. So for me to like, but he wasn't though. Cause he, it was the idea that I made up in my head about him. Just like what I, cause that's the thing about him. Like he always showed me who he was. I just chose not to see it. Yeah. He always, always, he was never like, I mean, he was lying, of course, like through his, his teeth. Like he was just, but you knew, but you I knew. knew, but I knew and I, and I chose, you know, so that was very hard for me to like come to terms with as well that I made, I, you know, as I was just as 
part of it as he was. Like I was just as bad to myself as he was, right? Even yeah. though diff- in diff- very different ways, I just wasn't looking out for myself. And I think that's one of the harder parts to accept is how did I let this happen to me? Yeah. Like how did I allow this to go on yeah. for as long as it did? And what's yeah. wrong with me that I didn't say, okay, I deserve more. Exactly. And even if I knew I deserved more, I was willing to accept this. And like, why? Exactly. That? Yeah. Exactly. So I remember the day I decided to break up with him because we were having a, because we were fighting all the time towards the end, like for every like small, little, tiniest thing. And we were fighting because I got a new laptop and he didn't agree with the laptop I got. And so he was just, you don't value my opinion. Like you don't care about what I think. All these things. I'm like, this is about it's a, a laptop. laptop. Like but get over not. yourself. But it's not. It never is. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> my laptop came in the mail because I ordered it online because like every, everything was still like shut because it was like 2021. 2020 I don't even know anyway so everything was like lockdown was like in and out of lockdown like we didn't know what was going on so I ordered it online came in the mail (laughs) it was broken so he was he was so happy he and I was like would you like please help me fix it like you're my boyfriend like please I know you don't agree with this but like please can you please like support me like can you please like help me um and so it it was like I asked him to I don't know climb the highest mountain and I don't know it was like I asked him and like to for the moon right I just and at that point like I was crying on the floor in the bathroom with the door open he was in the room he like could hear me and see me cry didn't do anything didn't even look at me he was not bothered and in that moment I knew I had to break up with him yeah in that moment I knew that it was over And in that moment, I looked at myself and I said, and, you know, I promised myself that I I was like, I'm never going to let anyone treat me as not even a tenth as badly as this person has, you know? Yeah. Um, And that was the moment that that's when I knew, like your partner, your person is crying in front of you and you don't even care. And as painful as I'm sure it was to experience that, I'm sure in a way you were glad that oh, that yes. happened for it to like shake you. Like that yeah, was but imagine, the moment. Like, after everything he put me through, that was the breaking point. A laptop. Right. <laughs> it's but ridiculous. It wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. But it yeah. was like, you know, if but you think was... about it, like there were so many points in the two years or over two years or whatever that I could have ended things. And then I just didn't. And then that was just when I think that's just when I was ready. I just knew that I was ready, but that was, it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, honestly drained me. I stopped like showering afterwards. I stopped like eating. I stopped sleeping for weeks. Um, and then I moved home for a month for like three months. I moved um, back to in like with my parents. I just, I just, I I was drained. I was completely empty. You know when you like I didn't have anything else. I I I was dry. I had You nothing. literally have to rebuild your entire being, your sense of self and yeah. self-worth and also your in a way like your life because for such a long time you weren't yourself and No you were dropping probably everything else to prioritize this person. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And then, so for eight, like I think eight months after that or like seven, eight months, I just, I didn't even want to talk to a guy, not even as far. I just, I did, I could not be around another guy. I was like, you're all gross. (laughs) I, I can't stand you. Um, and it just, engraved in my head he oh another thing he made me feel self-conscious about is just like how much I talk because I you know when I when when I got home every day I would like tell him about my day and like his flatmates were there and so I would tell him I would tell everyone about my day because I went to work and if I'm one of those people who are like enthusiastic about everything so like everything is an event for me and like you know and so I would come home and tell everyone about my day and then 
he took me on um he took me on a walk one day and he was like look I have to listen to you because I'm your boyfriend but no one else cares like they don't care about what you did today they don't care about your stories like your funny stories they're not funny like no one cares Jesus please like stop and so I was like oh my god like okay and so I stopped telling people about my day and his flatmates after like a week or so one of them like came to me and was like are you okay like you haven't been sharing anything is everything okay are, are you is, is did something happen at work like are you yeah. you know talk to me like what what happened like I'm concerned and so I told Little him I told, know. yeah and I told my boyfriend afterwards and he was like oh well yeah then he's just a caring person like he's just yeah so he yes and and that resulted though in me after we broke up whenever I hung out with people I, I did that up until like a few months ago I would apologize I would send an apology text after I hung out with anyone my friends my family um so I'm sorry if I talk too much that was my text I'm so sorry like th- lovely seeing you I'm so sorry I talked too much that was like another thing that popped into my head right now, but I could, I still get flashbacks. I still like walk yeah. on the street <laughs> with my groceries and I have to stop sometimes because it's like a punch in the face. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, this happened. Right. It's, it's just, it's so traumatic and there are so many things about it that you don't realize are going to impact you for years or even the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then eight months after when I like started feeling better, like started feeling more confident, like I just, I was like, okay, I mean, maybe I'm ready to like talk to another male, you know, <laughs> not, not in a relationship or anything. I met my other boyfriend, which then is just, yeah. We're going to get thing. into that, you guys. <laughs> we, I, I know, I know a few details about the story and we are going to do a whole part two about it because we absolutely have to. Um, yeah. Cause that, that is one of the biggest questions is about, you know, getting back out there after this and how this impacted your future relationship. So I'm really excited, nervous to get into that with you. (laughs) Um, so stay tuned for that one before I let you go though. I have two final questions. The first being for anyone else who might be going through something similar right now, what would you tell them? it's not normal and it's not okay. And your feelings, like whatever you feel, you're not crazy. So never let anyone make you believe that you're crazy. Like there's always a reason why you feel a certain way. Like if you feel triggered by something, if, if a situation, I don't know, if you don't feel safe with someone, not necessarily the like they're going to physically like harm you. That's not what I'm talking about. If you, if you feel anxious, if you feel like stressed about something and if you're, you have a reason, like you're not crazy. Yeah. And that's, that's how I felt, you know, but your feelings are valid and you should be, you should advocate for yourself. Like you should really, you know, and, and you should know that you deserve better and you should really uphold those standards for yourself. It's, it's easier said. said than done. Um, and I'm a very, very big example of that. Um, cause yeah, my second relationship wasn't better, but hopefully onwards and upwards. Third but, time's a charm. <laughs> you would think, um, well, hopefully, but yeah, anyway, so that's, yeah. So always listen to yourself. I would say. Yeah. Trust your gut. Yes. It's, it's there for a reason. It, it knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, my final question my favorite question to ask, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Yeah. See, I knew this was coming and I still am like, uh, uh, uh. Um, I would say if someone is showing you who they are, believe them, do yourself a favor and believe them and listen to them, you know? And if someone's mom is giving you underwear that they know does not belong to you as a sign, take that sign and say, okay, underwear, keep it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
Damn. Well, yeah. I can't thank you enough for being here no. and for opening up. I, I can't imagine what it was like to go through that though. As you know, I share a lot of yeah. similarities in your story and it's just, I'm, I'm happy to see you in a much better place and being able to look back and, and know what you've learned from it and know what you deserve. And I think that's really the best outcome you could ever ask for. So thank you again yeah. for being here. And, um, is there anything I did not ask you about that you wanted to share? Um, God, there is so much I, I could, I could talk to you for three hours and still not even like have covered everything. But, um, no, I think I, I think I touched everything I, you know, I yeah needed to. And, uh, yeah, please, please, please listen to yourselves. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Anonymous, thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to stay tuned for part two of this story <laughs> because there is so much more to come. If you have something that you want to share unfiltered on unfiltered, please shoot me an email at seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. If it, your story will help one person and I know it will, I would love to help you share it. So thank you again to everyone. And I love you guys. I will talk to you next time. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!